If there is one person who, due to this insatiable transphobic thirst among the right, was successful in carving out his niche, it's a guy named Matt Walsh. Now, if you don't know who Matt Walsh is, he is someone who, until 2010, I can only assume, hung around under a gas leak until he decided to become a conservative commentator. Now, I don't have kids as of right now, but if I did... I would definitely want to keep them away from this guy because Matt Walsh seems unable to not talk about children in a very weird way, be it about how the age of consent is kind of iffy or children being sexualized by seeing drag queens or doctors supposedly mutilating children. Lots of crazy stuff, but what I appreciate about him is that Matt Walsh offers a clear view into the American conservative mind because he has no filter at all. With him, you get the pure essence of what conservatives believe, stripped of any lip service or moderation to make them seem less crazy. So it runs the gambit from thinking that trans people don't exist, it's all just a mental illness, being against gay marriage saying that America lost its republic after Reconstruction, believing in the Great Replacement, take your pick. He is the guy who among the right made attacking LGBTQ people his claim to fame. Part of that is a documentary he made earlier this year that proposes to simply ask the question, what is a woman? In this documentary, he presents himself as this curious everyman and talks to academics, politicians, and people on the street about what a woman is. And in this documentary, Matt Walsh seems to struggle with a basic concept that most teenagers can understand, namely that while most people are assigned male or female at birth, what makes a woman is largely a collection of social signifiers. Because you have no idea what a person has between their legs when you meet them for the first time, usually. So you go by things like, do they have long hair? What does their voice sound like? What body type do they have? And so on. But there's no biological basis to women typically having long hair or shaving their legs. These are things society has agreed upon to be things women do. What we see as a woman, societally is a question of language, not so much biology, if you get what I'm saying. It's pretty simple. There are many, many scenes in the documentary worth exploring, but one interaction in particular is very enlightening. And that is when Matt Walsh talks to a social scientist at a university. Walsh asks him, what is the difference between sex and gender? And the response he gets is this long-wielded answer detailing our modern understanding of how sex and gender are intertwined, but that gender is largely a social category. In the documentary, the answer the professor gives is kind of sped up and mashed together, but at the end, Walsh just asks confused, so is there a difference? It's supposed to be this haha man, this professor guy, surely is boring moment, but really just showcases how inept Matt Walsh is in grappling with these issues. The rest of the documentary is not that different from the typical conservative propaganda pieces out there. Uh, one moment where Matt Walsh is talking to a man about hormone blockers is pretty instructive, in my opinion. Uh, I have a short clip for you here. And we're believing a pharmaceutical company 
Lupron, hormone blockers, reversible, so they say. Well, the truth is, is that in 2003, Lupron was sued and deemed a criminal enterprise by the U.S. government. They paid the most fine of any pharmaceutical company at that time, $874 million, wrote a check. Is Lupron chemical castration? Yes. This person brings up a drug named Lupron being part of a sweeping effort to sterilize children, supposedly, and in the same breath mentions a billion-dollar lawsuit. It's not outright said, but the impression the viewer gets is that this lawsuit and Lupron being prescribed to young trans individuals are somehow connected. Otherwise, why would you even bring this up in the same breath? Now, any person who has their senses together will hear this and think, what? That sounds ridiculous. And of course, when you look it up, you find out that not only did they settle this case in 2001, so 21 years ago, but that they had to pay this nearly billion dollar fine over Medicare fraud. This company had essentially bribed doctors to prescribe Lupron to elderly men for prostate cancer because that's what the drug is mainly used for. Now, the average eligibility age for Medicare is 65. For this case to be related to trans people in any way, there would have to have been an over 65-year-old male in the 90s who received Lupron as a puberty blocker from his doctor. I'm not a medical expert, but I'd be shocked if there was even a single case of this because, you know, not that many over 65-year-olds go through puberty. Dare I say, none at all. Now, I don't have time to debunk the entire documentary here, but this gives you an idea of the dishonesty involved. It basically exists to reaffirm people who are already, let's say, skeptical towards the existence of trans people. But I doubt anyone else will get anything out of it. Ultimately, there is nothing I could say about this documentary that would be as damning as Matt Walsh's own words when he appeared on the Joe Rogan show. Now, I'm going to play a clip for you here where Matt Walsh is asked, how many minors are currently on puberty blockers in the United States? Something he should have an easy time answering considering he made a freaking documentary on this. He's then fact-checked and yeah, take a listen for yourself. 